Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, man. We're back at it, coming to talk about a lot of things that's going on with the New York Jets, everything we have that's, you know, happened. Again, as we all know, we also lost uh, one of our coaches, um, great coach, rest in peace to Coach Greg Knapp. We'll also talk about that as well. We'll talk about the things that we have coming up in training camp. Just so excited about what we have going on. So let me go ahead and get right into it. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, we need some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, Let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. Listen, people, I'm also on iTunes as well, all right? You can go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Give your boy a subscribe on there. Subscribe to my iTunes. I got quite a bit of people, you know, that listen to the show from various places, especially my folks from across, you know, overseas and across the water. Salutes to all of you as well, and thank you. Uh, folks for listening. I have quite a few listeners from overseas, and we definitely go back and forth on social media as well. Um, I'm also on YouTube as well. If you want to check out the show live on YouTube, please go to YouTube, search the social Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. You can go right there, subscribe to the channel, turn on your notifications. So you know what I'm saying? When I'm posting content or when the show is live, you folks can watch it live and we can go back and forth. You know, that's where I get into it. I go back and forth in my chat as well. I call them the savages. Why? Because they are savage. They get after it. You know what I'm saying? So I go back and forth on there as well. I'm also on uh, Twitter as well at YoungJ000. You know, you can go there and check me out. You can check the show's page out as well on uh, Twitter as well at the Long Beach Joe. So check it out on there. So I'm all over the place. You know what I'm saying? You can check me out, and I want to go back and forth with people. So we're going to get into it. Listen, so much going on with the New York Jets. Uh, we've been able to make some signings. Uh, we've got two young rookies that have signed, and uh, Vera Tucker and Elijah Moore as well. They've signed their deals. We're still waiting on Zach Wilson. So we're going to get into that. We're also getting, going to get into the passing of, you know, our, our beloved coach, Greg Knapp. We'll, we'll, again, rest in peace to him. My thoughts and prayers are with his family as well. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the Jets' special teams, okay? Listen, there's a lot to talk about when you talk about this team. A lot of people don't talk about the special teams here, so we're going to get into it. But before we do that, as everyone knows, I am a fan from California, okay? I love the Jets through and through. I bleed green. I love everything that this team is about, right? Through the ups and the downs, I I ride with my squad. I absolutely ride with my squad. And it's always great to hear from other fans as well that may not be in the New York area or not originally from the New York area either that love the team as much as I do and how they gather and talk about things you know there's so many people around that you know put these fan clubs together and they come together and they have a good time and they cheer this football team on through thick and thin and I love hearing those stories so we're going to hear a great uh, fan club member a great uh, a person that started an amazing fan club in Houston Uh, we're going to speak with Alexis Gepner she's going to come on and she's going to talk to us all right about the Houston fan club and what they're doing so Alexis, I want to welcome you to the show, and I want to thank you for coming on tonight. How are you feeling? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm feeling great. I'm actually feeling really great about this year and this season. I feel great every year, but I really feel great about this year, actually. 
Absolutely. Listen, listen. And and that's why I'm so you, you folks out there in Houston, you guys, y'all I mean, y'all get after it. Let me just be completely honest, okay? I know some fans <laughs> down there and, and you know, they love this team and they're all about football. But my first question for you is, you know, what made you become a fan of the New York Jets? So, um, I always like to go back and blame it on my mom, to be honest. Um, I don't know if she would agree about that, but she, you know, she is back in the day when you could actually see a team win a Super Bowl. You know, she, she followed mm. Namath and, uh, you know, I'm not really sure if she taught me the game or if my dad taught me the game, but she knew the game. And, you know, in, in our, uh, our home, my, my dad's a Giants fan, my mom's a Jets fan, but my mom just, I mean, she was a football fan and my, she actually got my dad more into football than he was. So I like to say mm-hmm. it was her. I remember watching in, you know, in the living room and the TV, and I went to a couple of Jets games as a teenager because she got some tickets from some people at work. And, I mean, I still have a box of Corvette Crunch in my parents' house in a protective case. I was given it like oh, age wow. 15 or 16. It's still there. I will not eat it, but it is there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and so I, I kind of just – I feel like I really got into it, though, more in, in college years. And when I started meeting up in Manhattan uh, with New York, New York Jets, fan club at a meetup.com and, you know, just seeing how this fan base was, you know, not being able to go to every game, but still being with people who really love the team. And so that, you know, really solidified it for me. And then moving here, it was a totally different story. Yeah. So. That is a beautiful story. And I, and I, and I talk, I, you know, I have these people on, or I talk to different fans. They, they echo some of the same things that you say. A lot of people, literally their family, you know, some people just said, Hey, look, Here's a green jersey. You're going to wear it. That's the end of it. Don't come in here with no other colors. I don't want to see you with no stars. I better not see a cardinal around. I better not uh-uh. see nothing but this green, okay? And I better not see nothing but a green exactly. and a jet. That's it. Anything else, Not no bear. I don't want to see nothing, no ram, none of that, all right? It's all green to the end of it, okay? And some people, again, just fell into it. You know, they, they maybe moved to a place where there was a lot of Jets fans, and they were just influenced to do what the cool kids do. You know what I'm saying? Come mm-hmm. be a Jets fan. So, <laughs> Why not? Learn it early. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so, you know, it's always, again, interesting to hear, uh, you know, how people become a, a fan of this football team. And your story is beautiful as well. But how did your fan club come about? So I moved here into Houston in September of 2011. Um, I'm a PA. I work in oncology, and I wanted to start my career here. And so I remember sitting in my alarm, uh, my alarm, my uh, apartment, and thinking, well, I can buy this package and just sit at home and watch the TV by myself, or I can see, you know, are there are there other people here? Um, and so initially, I had met a, a friend at my new apartment complex. She was a Bears fan. She still is a Bears fan. She's a great person, but she's a Bears fan, and she does root for the Jets. <laughs> Um, and so we went to a local bar and I'd go to this place and they're like, well, here's your little TV and you have no sound and perhaps we'll give you a chair. We're not really sure. And, you know, I'd watch a game and I'm like, this is not going to last at all. Like I can't, no, I can't do this. You know, you need to be around fans, especially being a Jets fan. So, um, I had remembered the meetup group that I joined in New York, uh, in Manhattan. I said, you know what, let me just see if there's more people around here like me. There's got to be more New Yorkers that have moved to Houston and just love the sweltering heat and sweating every day. And so I I looked it up, and there was nothing, absolutely nothing. Maybe there was a Giants group. I'm not even sure. I think one of my friends started it, and then it kind of dwindled off. But I was like, you know what, let me just start this group. And so I think it was October 24th. I went on Meetup, and I just started this group, New York Jets Fans Club of Houston. And I said, oh, let me see. I'll give it a shot. 
And over the first couple of weeks, it was, you know, three guys and another guy. Oh, oh honey, is this really your group kind of thing? Oh, sweetheart, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, whatever. If, if me being a female mm-hmm. gets guys in the group, fine. Whatever. I just want to, mm-hmm. you know. And then it started to pick up and to a point where, you know, we had a home base. And we met at this one bar that ended up closing because it was basically a Texans bar. And the Texans were playing terrible. And so then the bar closed. So we've had quite a bit of home bases throughout the years but now I mean on the meetup site itself I think we have either 221 224 fans um and we currently meet up in at Christian's tailgate we were in the downtown location and uh since COVID they couldn't really accommodate us we're at the energy corridor location but we still have our core group like you have a lot of people that will join these groups we have this core group 30 to 50 people that are just die hard fans and they're really your family I mean these are my family like I I really feel like you know especially moving to a place like Texas from New York it's a huge change and and this crew is it's just it's it's just beautiful and plus you know as as a New York fan that you're not you're not fair weather at all I mean nobody has said to me you know you're a fair weather Jets fan that that, that doesn't happen yeah and so you know we really are appreciated that wow this person is really a fan and so you know that's kind of how this group came about and it, it it blossomed beautiful. I mean, it's, I love this group. I mean, it's, it's great. And this is our 10th, our 10th year. So. Yeah. Can, and like you said, there, there are no fair weather Jets fans at the end of the day, either you <laughs> no. love this team no. or, you know, because there's, you know, we haven't had a lot of good stuff going on around here. There's been some moments. Okay. There's been some moments yeah, right. where we well, all yeah. were excited, yeah, but you know how the Jets yeah. do. They'll break your heart off. <laughs> They'll break and your still, heart yeah, off. I still remember the game against the Colts before I even moved here. Yeah. I remember sitting at the stand yeah. in the bar like, oh, you know, we're going to. And then it's just like, okay, well, let's try again oh, next year. <laughs> can you give them, again, <laughs> in a, can you give them the, the address and, and the meetup spots again, all the places that they can hit you up, social media, everything, uh, again, please? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um we, so it's Christian's tailgate. So the original location is downtown. It's on Congress Street. Um, I'm still actually working with the, the bartender there to see if, or, or the owner, I'm sorry, to see if we're going to be able to go to the downtown location just because COVID changed a lot of things. This last, this last season we were on off of Highway 6. It was called the Energy Corridor uh, location of Christian's tailgate. So I have to see if we're still going to be there, and I'm going to definitely update that. You can find us on Facebook. It's Houston Jets fans on Facebook. Uh, we still have the meetup site, but that's going to probably go away because we're completing our actual web page. It's going to be HoustonJetsFans.com, and it should be out early August. It's kind of delayed now because I was just moving into a new location, so I hadn't been able to uh, dedicate the time. But um, the website is basically done. It just has to go live. So it's going to go live in August. And um, we also have an Instagram, Houston, Houston Jets fans on Instagram. Um, we are not on Twitter yet. We're getting there. Um, and there's also a um, email. It's HoustonJetsFans at gmail.com. You can contact us on there. But most things are going to be through this website uh, in August. Um, we are t- playing the Texans this year, uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and so really excited about that. It's going to be catered, and on the website you'll be able to purchase tickets for the tailgate, um, and we'll get that, all that together. I was trying to get a group of tickets, but it seemed like they were going to give us all the nosebleeds, and if people are going to come in, you know, from, from all over. I don't want to just have the nosebleed section. So I was trying to section areas in the 100s. It was difficult to do because a lot of Texans fans have, um, have a season tickets. So 
Yeah. You know, we're doing what we can. But, you know, the tickets are getting a little bit better because they seem to think the Texans are only going to have one win. I'm wondering if they think it's going to be us, but it's not. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> hey. Exactly. And that was my next question for you. And, again, I want to thank you for providing, providing all that because that's why, you know, again, I love speaking to you. All these fan clubs and Jets fans from around the world is just all about – getting people to you folks as well, because you never know if someone's on a business trip or if someone even lives in the area, they may not know that, Hey, you have a brother or sister in green that's, that's out there and wants to hang out with mm-hmm. you and watch the game together. And, and that, that was going to be my Absolutely. next question with you as well is what is it like, you know, being a Jets fan there in Houston? What is your local scene like when you walk <laughs> in with your green, are you picked on by, cause I know there's Cowboy fans out there. I know there's, you know, some, oh, some Houston fans out there oh, too. What is it like being there and wearing that green and looking people in the eye as you, you know, try to send out and watch your team. You know what? It's not so because there's Dallas fans and the Texans and the Dallas fans. They're they're quite comical to watch. Um, they don't really pick on us all that much. Of course, they look at us like, oh, you're gonna wear that or whatever. But when we look at them, we're like, well, how, you know, what has your team done? Seriously. And most of these people that have yeah. been wearing their jerseys, except for one person, I love her, and she's a great Texans fan, and she roots for our Jets team too. Most of them are fair weather, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And if that were the case, there would be no Jets fans ever. So it's really not that difficult. People who I work with know that I'm a Jets fan, and they'll always ask about my team. My patients ask about the team, how's it going, and stuff like that. I've had patients bring me old jerseys because they were either from the New York area or knew somebody. Like, I have a Testa Verde jersey that's from a patient's father. Like, you know, so it's, it's not difficult at all. I feel like it's, it would be more difficult to live in Boston. <laughs> like, it's not difficult at all. Uh, most people actually appreciate the fact that we we like this team and we're real fans. Um, and now some other people in the group may disagree or have other, you know, things, but we all actually represent each other. So if anything happens, we're all backing each other up. So I don't think they would dare to do that anyway, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I hear you. And listen, and now, now I want to take just a little bit away from the fan club, and I want to just talk to you just a little bit about the team. I want to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. How are you feeling about him being here now? Is that the quarterback that you wanted in the draft? What are your thoughts on it? I, I went back and forth in the beginning just because, you know, he's from BYU and maybe he didn't have the same kind of competition as the other quarterbacks, but after seeing him and how, how much he's into this team and learning and how they're, I mean, yeah, they've been doing some crazy things together as a team with the, with the Islanders and stuff. But just the fact that he's just so invested in this team, I'm, I'm really happy to have him as our, on our team, honestly. I'm, I'm really excited about him. I know he's young and he's still learning. But I don't know. There's just something different about him. Um, I wasn't against yeah. keeping Darnold, you know, in the beginning, you know, because he was young, he still had potential. But – you know, he had he had no coverage at the time. Now we're getting more people. We're having more coverage for him. Um, our corners, our you know, our edge. Like we're just we're just building up. And could Darnold have yeah. done better with this group? Maybe we don't know. But you know, things weren't going well for Darnold anyway. He didn't really have his quarterback coach or whatever you want to call this guy. Um, and Ooh. the last good center we had was Nick Mangold. So. You know, initially I was kind of worried that Darnold would go to another team. It would be like a Tannehill situation, but we're not really going to know until we play them the first game. Who knows, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're speaking I, I am, I am excited facts. about this team. So. Yeah, you're, you're speaking complete yeah. facts. I was, I'm a big Darnold guy. You know, I'm a big USC guy. I'm not a homer. I'm just being honest mm-hmm. here. You know, everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I was hoping mm-hmm. that we would keep him, but I understood why 
Uh, they moved on, especially with the option. And, of course, you know, our new general manager, Joe Douglas, he wants to get his guy in the building. You know, this was where we were mm-hmm. high, enough, high enough up in the draft to grab somebody that he was excited about. So I, I'm mm-hmm. all with it. I just wish that we would have armed Darnold the same way that we've, you know, started to right. – we've armed Zach Wilson. He, there's just so many – look at our wide receiver right. core. Corey Davis, right. what we've done along our crazy. offensive line. A lot of things that you get on as well. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's completely – it's unjet-like. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, wait a minute, what team is this? What team is this, really? Yeah, you know, like like you said, you know, the last good center, our last, you know, the last time our offensive line was decent was when we had Nick Mangold and DeBriggershaw Ferguson, a lot Mm -hmm. of things that you brought up Mm -hmm. as well. Oh, yeah. And and now our offensive line, you know, is looking looking pretty beastly. We just got, you know, uh, Morgan Moses in the building. What team is this? Exactly. Yeah, what team is this, you know? So we're going to see what happens this year. We'll see what happens with Sam. I wish him nothing but the best. But, you know, I'm excited to have course, Zach here as well, even though I was a big Justin Fields guy. But, you know, we got Zach Wilson, so I'm oh. all about it now. My, my my final question for you is, before I let you go, you've been phenomenal. It's been great to speak with you is, who is your favorite <laughs> Jet you. of all time? Who is it? Corbett. That's easy. That's easy. Okay. And Corbett. Okay. And it doesn't even okay. it's easy because you know what? It's just like I grew up around Corbett, just watching him, Mr. Third Down, just being the underdog, you know, being short and then thinking he's not gonna do anything, coming out of Hofstra, just the whole thing about him. Um, regardless mm-hmm. of uh stats and all that, he's always gonna be my favorite player. Absolutely. Um, I get it. I get it. Mine is Chad Pennington. Hands all right. Mine's Chad anybody okay. say something crazy okay. about Chad Pennington, just know. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say something to you, but Wayne Corbett, phenomenal. I mean, he's <laughs> great. You know, there's, there's no, there's no turning away from that at all. So that that was a, yeah, that's a good yeah. player. But listen, Alexis, I, I'm yeah. going to let you go in just a second. It's been phenomenal to speak with you. Can you please give my audience again, all of, you know, the ways that they can contact you, they can contact the, your fan club as well to get involved in case they're in that Houston area. So they can sit down with you folks and talk jets. Absolutely. So, Right now, best way is probably Facebook. It's Houston Jets fans on Facebook. We still have the meetup group on. I think if you put Houston Jets fans into Google, that's probably the first thing that currently comes up until the new website is up. It's going to be HoustonJetsFans.com. We have our own thing. Um, we're also on Instagram, Houston Jets fans. And uh, you can also contact me uh, via Gmail, HoustonJetsFans at gmail.com. So there's a bunch of ways to get us. Again, my name is Alexis. Uh, we have a great group. We're, we're welcoming anybody who wants to come in. We still have people actually joining, and we're really excited about this season. So thank you so much yes, for having absolutely. me. Listen, Alexis, I want to thank you for coming on. You have yourself a good night, all right? You too. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. Whew, listen, that was Alexis Gettner coming on from the Houston Jets fan club. What a phenomenal call from her. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, this is why I love, you know, doing what I do and, and connecting with people from around this, this, you know, globe about the New York Jets. I love it. I love talking to different fans and just having a blast. I love, you know, hearing everyone's perspective about how they became a Jets fan, you know, what brought them to the team and what keeps them with the team as well. So, listen, we're going to get to the callers in just a second. Uh, we're going to talk about some things tonight. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, again, I want to start off again with, with thanking Alexis for coming on, but I want to talk about, you know, Greg Knapp, Coach Greg Knapp passing away. Uh, as most, in case you don't know, uh, Coach Knapp was riding a bike and was struck 
uh, ended up going to the hospital. Everyone, you know, thought, sent thoughts and prayers and was hoping that would pull through, but he ended up passing away. Um, this was a guy that, you know, everyone was excited about. When we brought him into the fold, you hear a lot of players from around the league talking about him as well and what he brought to the table, you know, as far as coaching, even, you know, other quarterbacks from around the league. Uh, you know, so there's, there's just so much love and so much of an outpour. I want to send my thoughts and prayers to his family, his loved ones, um, you know, the Jets as well. I know that coaching staff, there was a lot of people that were super tight with him too. So I want to just hold on for a second and give a moment of silence for Coach Greg Knapp. May he rest in peace. Again, salutes and my thoughts and prayers are with Coach Knapp and his family. Now we're going to talk a little bit about some of the signings that we made as well. Vera Tucker, Elijah Vera Tucker, he's officially signed his deal. It's a four-year deal, fully guaranteed. I believe it was $15.8 million. He's got a fifth-year option. You know what I'm saying? He's so he's in the fold. Elijah Moore signed as well for another four-year deal, uh, $8.9 million. Uh, with guarantees throughout it and all kinds of things going on there. Now, listen, the only guy that is not signed up until this point, unless he's signed right now, all right, he's unsigned up until this point, is Zach Wilson. And I know that there are some people that are starting to really uh, wonder about this situation. Again, we saw, we've seen this in the past with other teams. I believe Darnold had an issue with it too, uh, trying to get a deal done. Now, we all know that players are slotted to, you know, make cash how they make it. Again, this has been for years now. Everyone knows what their ex is supposed to make, but it's a lot of things in there as far as language. We saw Trevor Lawrence get different things as far as his language, guarantees the way the money is actually paid out. So that's probably with him and his agent are trying to work out with the New York Jets. But I'm hoping that this doesn't spill into training camp and he misses a little bit of time. I'm hoping that that's not what happens. Hoping that he signs, you know, and comes on in. I have all the faith in the world that that's what's going to happen, but I know some fans are starting to feel a little bit uneasy, again, with training camp right around the corner. you got players, uh, they have to report on the 27th, and then things are going to really get started. So we'll see how that happens. Now, I also want to talk to you folks about special teams, okay? Lots to talk about there. This kicking situation with the New York Jets and old uh, Ficken, I don't know if people are feeling, you know, warm and fuzzy about going into the season with him. I'm wondering if the New York Jets are going to start to bring in some type of competition this season to really figure out what's going on and figure out if he's going to be the best fit. I also want to know, hey, who do you folks think is uh, going to be our kick returner? That's a big question as well. Is the special team going to be better than it was last year? That's a big question too. And I know a lot of people, when they think about football, they just think offense, defense, that's it. Listen, special teams matter. If you have a very solid defense and your punter is able to pin teams in, in, in that, uh, within, you know, in that 10, if, he can, if he's a good punter and he can pin a team down on a five, stuff like that, whew, let me tell you, it becomes dangerous, dude. It becomes super dangerous. There's a lot of hidden yards in special teams, especially when you have good kick returners, guys that can give your offense very good field position. We saw – you know, a host of good kick returners over our time watching football from Devin Hester to, you know, Hall and all these guys. But we've seen uh, those guys, even if they weren't getting that, that touchdown every single time, they were putting their teams in great field position. Putting your offense in good field position gives your offense so many opportunities and chances to really knock things off the park and get a score on a weekly basis. So we're going to talk about that tonight as well. 
So I'm going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all calls, all right? Salutes to the savages in the chat. In case you folks don't know, I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they are savage, okay? They get after everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. They're going to let you know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? They're going to let you know. They're going to let you know. They are Straight savages. So we're going to salute again to all the savages in the chat. If you'd like to donate, uh, you can hit my super chat. That's up there as well. If not, if you don't want to hit the super chat, my cash app is on the screen. <laughs> Please hit up the cash app. Some people say, hey, I just want to go through cash app. So go ahead and do that. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-939. Call in. We are talking to everyone, all right? So first call I'm going to 973-973. I'm coming directly to you. 973. Hey. Again, I want to thank you for calling. What's going on, my friend? Hey, what's going on, dude? I haven't talked to you for a little while there. Yeah, you know, it's good to have you back on calling in. Listen, man, let's get right into it. Give me your thoughts about this situation uh, with Zach Wilson. Are you one of those fans that are concerned that he has not signed his deal yet officially? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's um, look, it's the NFL. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of lawyers, a lot of agents, a lot of people have their hand in the pot, so to speak. Um, so it's going to take a while. I just kind of see it like, hey, that's just modern NFL, and especially with the quarterback, how important that position is. Uh, you know, the merchandise, the TV rights, the jersey. I mean, everything that's involved with that is going to take a while. Look, Zach Wilson, uh, he came to the Jets. I don't know if that was the Jets' ideal pick overall, if that's the perfect guy they were dreaming about, but New York is a huge market. You don't walk away from any New York team, even if it's the Jets, even if it's a rebuilding Jets. So to me, this is just kind of, hey, it's a slow news week. People got to make some drama. Okay, it's a little drama, but it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, I, and again, I, I, I kind of have that feeling myself. I'm not going crazy about it, but like you said, there's there's some people that are like, hey, what's going on? They're on edge. We're a couple of days away, you know, from training camp starting, and they're like, they don't want this to flow over in the training camp, cause some issues. Maybe he might miss some practices, or you know, that some people believe that he may hold out. Some crazy stuff, you know. I, I don't think any of that happens. Mm-hmm. I think they get the deal done. Again, he's smart. He he's got a smart team, and I hope they figure things out. So I want to go to the special teams with you, my man, because there's some question marks there. There's quite a bit of question marks. What are your thoughts about the Jets' kicking situation? Do you think – could you see the New York Jets bringing in other kickers to give Ficken some competition there? I think every team in the NFL should be bringing in extra kickers. Um, I mean, I kind of Mm. feel like kickers have been a premium the last few years. A lot of teams have struggled – with finding kickers or or stay a kicker who can stay good throughout the season, um, it's a really really important position. A lot of teams are shoring up their defenses. They're adding big scary defensive players. They're signing really expensive corners. So teams are kicking a little bit more probably than they'd like, um, and it's really hard to find a good kicker. If any team that has a good yeah. kicker, they find them, they keep them. 
So yeah. uh, I'm not expecting the Jets or any other team to just have one guy and just have it be really easy. You're probably going to have a rotation of one or two, maybe three guys throughout the season, uh, and I'm expecting that with the Jets. I mean, if the Jets are really lucky, hey, maybe they already got the hole-in-one, but uh, I'm expecting that. I think that's just good practice right now. Yeah. And, and so my final question for you, and again, you've had a great call. When you look at a lot of the players that we have, we drafted, there's a lot of young players as well that we're expecting to make some impact on special teams. I know Sherwood was one of the guys that was talked about as, hey, he may not be a guy that we immediately you know, put as a starter, but he's a guy that can impact special teams too. Do you think that Brent Boyer, our special teams coordinator, will be able to coach up some of these young guys that we have to have them you know, play an impact role in our special teams? Special teams for me has been a big concern basically since they got rid of Brad Smith. I mean, that was really the last time I felt like, man, the Jets have good special teams, where they, they impact the games, and they won games because of special teams. It was that when the Jets were doing really well under Rex Ryan, you know, the offense was contributing, the defense was contributing, and the special teams was contributing. That's how they were able to beat Pittsburgh. That's how they were able to get a game against uh, Indy. Uh, it was all three phases contributing to the win. Uh, and I feel like the special teams, I'm not going to throw the blame on them. There's, there's been problems on the defense. There's been problems on the offense. But it hasn't been a point of pride for the Jets for a long time, I feel. So... For the Jets to do well, especially with this year with, you know, a lot of new guys on defense, the, the offense is going to look totally different. Um, special teams is going gonna, is gonna to be pretty important here, right? A, a bad punt, yep. uh, a, a turnover, a bad return, any small little thing, the Jets aren't going to blow people out with wins, right? Every game's going to be close. Don't be surprised mm-hmm. if the Jets have to – Drive down the field with a last-second field goal. I mean, those are those are how the wins are going to happen if they happen. So yeah. special teams very important this year. Um, I, I I feel confident in the coaching. I'm not really worried about the coaching. Um, I think if maybe I'm a little bit more worried on the players. But I mean, let's see how it goes. We we got to see these guys out of the field. I just kind of want to see. I want to see some effort. I want to see guys running out with the ball when, they, when they're returning mm-hmm. it. I, I want to see kind of more of that. I feel like a lot of the Jets lately, they just grab the ball and then that's it. Fair catch, fair catch, fair catch, fair catch for like five mm-hmm. years straight. So yeah. let, let's, let's yeah. see some trick plays. Let's see some trick plays. Yeah. Hey, you know, I had the kicker throw a pass. What the hell? You know, I mean, um, that's what I loved about the the, par, the Parcells era. Hey, they throw some trick plays. And you know, sometimes it doesn't work. But, man, when it works, man, it gets the team hype. Everyone's, you know, cheering. The, 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 the offense is alive again. I feel like they need to do that a little more. The Jets have been very, very conservative on special teams. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, like you said, you know, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of things that are moving parts again with some of the players that we have, particularly, you know, depending on who kind of shakes out as our kick returner, you know, because, again, there's guys like Braxton Berrios that we've seen. He might still be back there. Crowder is a guy. Ty Johnson was kind of a, one of our kick returners as well. So we can see those guys mm-hmm. end up shaking out and taking those positions. So it just all depends. But, listen, i got to get back to these lines, man. we got quite a bit of callers. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. This was a phenomenal call from you, my friend. You have yourself a good night, all right? All right. Catch you later, Joe. Thanks. All right. You have a good one. Listen. We've got phenomenal calls, you know what I'm saying? A lot of great calls. (laughs) 
you know, and like the last caller said as well, he wants to see guys, you know, not taking fair catches 24 hours a day, being able to take off, you know, make some plays, get some yardage, and put the offense, put the offense in the best uh, position to really go out there and do what they can do. You know, give them solid field position. That's extremely important. So uh, we'll be talking about that tonight. So again, five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in for those of you that are watching the stream as well. Hey, like my stream, share the share the stream. Hit the thumbs up button. You know what I'm saying? Hit that thumbs up button and share the stream as well if you could. So we're gonna get back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. We are taking all callers. So next, I'm going to my guy Jacob. Man, this is my guy right here. Listen, Jacob knows what he's talking about. He's a super knowledgeable Jets fan. Listen, Jacob, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. How are you feeling, my friend? Hey, what's going on, Joe? I appreciate the love right there in the beginning. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? We love this green, and you know what you're talking about. But I want to get right into it, man. I want to get right into it with you. What are your thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson? Hasn't signed the deal yet. Are you one of those Jets fans that are pulling your hair out right now? with training camp a couple of days away. Are you worried about this, man? No, I'm not too worried. I think if we get a couple of days further and it starts to get into day before training camp, day of training camp, and we haven't really heard much about it then, I'd start to be a little bit worried because for a rookie quarterback, obviously you don't want them missing that valuable experience at training camp. Um, yeah. So I think as of now I'm not too worried, but I think as we get closer and closer – um, it'll start to creep up a little bit on the nervous scale. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, and I, again, you sound like a lot of, you know, some, some of the Jets fans that I've speaking with as well that aren't, you know, going crazy right now, but they're saying, listen, we don't want this to keep going, and then training camp comes, and maybe he doesn't, you know, show, and things just continue to pour out. Because, again, we saw Darnold. I believe it was Darnold kind of had this situation as well when he first uh, assigned too. So, And we've seen this across the NFL, various other teams, of have these issues as well. So, you know, I get it. I'm not pulling my hair out. I'm just waiting and seeing. You know, I, he's got a smart team. Comes from a really smart family as well. A lot of business, you know, big business in his family too. I'm sure they'll get the job done there. What are your thoughts about Elijah Moore and Vera Tucker signing their deals though, man? That's got to make you feel good, right? Oh, my God, yeah, of course. I mean, two of our best picks in the entire draft. I mean, usually, of course, the high picks are the better picks, but I think – two of the guys who are going to be key players in the next hopefully 10, 15 years of our franchise. Um, and I obviously, many other Jets fans for sure, envision Elijah Moore as somebody who has superstar potential just based off of superstar wide receivers who have just nonstop praised him. And two of the ones who come to mind are A.J. Brown, who's obviously uh, one of, if not his best friend, and then Odell Beckham from the start of last season was nonstop praising that dude, telling everyone he's how just how great he's going to be. So um, when you get praise from NFL superstars with lots of lots of experience and lots of accolades, that's always a great sign. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like you said, there was so much of an outpour of love right when we drafted him. You know, there were players coming out left and right talking about, hey, the Jets got themselves a good one. You know, they got themselves a steal. And like you said, you know, especially uh, A.J., just uh, there, there's uh, – I believe there's a little a video out there of, you know, A.J. talking about him. And, you know, they were in a room together, yeah. you know, sharing a, uh, sharing a moment. You know, and A.J. was crying because he was so happy, you know, that he had gotten the league. And, 
you know, that he was taking and he was going to a team that was definitely going to utilize his skill set. So I can't wait to see, you know, what Elijah gives us this season. I'm excited about him. And like you said as well, just those two guys, the boom, they signed, they're in the building, we're ready to go. I'm fired up. I'm fired up about Vera Tucker too because we all know, you know what I'm saying, that USC blood, that that's just – Here we go. You know what I'm saying? Real men, all right? We're real guys over here. For sure. I expect Vera Tucker to have a big-time impact this season. But I want to go to special teams with you really quickly, my friend, because I know you know your stuff. What are your thoughts about the Jets special teams this upcoming season when you look at this kicking situation? Do you think the New York Jets should bring in other kickers to really push Ficken and see, hey, are you the guy or are you not? Uh, Yeah, I think – oh, by the way, I want to ask or point out one more thing at the end, like sometimes I usually like to do. But um, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so getting back onto the kicking, I think it's definitely a smart idea to bring in competition. And all the really good teams tend to have really good and reliable kickers. Like two of the top ones who come to mind are the Chiefs and the Ravens with Harrison Bucker and Justin Tucker. Um, And it's no coincidence that they lead to their success. When you have a kicker that you know you can rely on, um, it saves a lot of punts from occurring. And those points tend to add up, especially in critical parts of the game. So I think we really need to find that one guy. And if we have to rotate throughout the season, though, who's uh, performing the best, then we got to do whatever we got to do to ensure that we find ourselves a reliable kicker. Yeah, absolutely. You're completely correct. I think another, you know, thing as well is looking at this kick returning situation. Who do you think is going to shake out being our, our kick returner, man? Because there's so many guys. Braxton Berrios, people talk about him as well. Ty Johnson, Crowder. Who do you think actually is going to take it? I think it's going to end up being either Braxton Berrios or Elijah Moore. There's been a lot of talks of Elijah Moore also being very good in the return game. Um, and I'd mm-hmm. love to see that, too, for as explosive as we've heard he's been um, in his time in college football. I think that would be awesome to see. And that's where you really experiment in the preseason is for kick returning and stuff like that. So I think it's going to end up being either Barrios or Elijah Moore. Yeah. What is, what is the most – what do you believe will be the most exciting uh, position battle in camp? What position battle are you looking forward to the most? Um, I would say either wide receiver or corner because those are the two positions that we've sort of been most anticipating, I guess. You can say defensive line too. But I think Mm -hmm. wide receiver and corner, those are the two positions where it's really up for grabs and the starters aren't totally solidified yet. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, we think it's going to be Corey Davis and, you know, Elijah Moore and, I don't know, Jameson Crowder or whoever we want to put in at that wide receiver number two spot. But with a position like corner, we're, we're not really sure because there's so many young guys who have a lot to prove. Um, and they're all going to be battling their hearts out because they want that starting job. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah, I am too. And you brought up a lot of great position battles. But corner for me as well, like you said, there's so many question marks, especially, I mean, to me, I don't think anyone's necessarily penciled in blessed as just a starting, you know, corner because <laughs> he's not good. Uh, we're still yeah. trying to figure out what's going to happen there, especially at number two. You know, look, I like Bryce Hall. Everyone – you know, I, I think does. He's shown some flashes, but is he really the guy? Then after two, you start to look at that slot position, and you say, well, you know, with Poole not being on the roster anymore, okay, where are we going there? You know, who's going to be the guy that's mm-hmm. going to fill in that position? And even down, you know, and again, guys like, you know, Justin Hardy, a guy that we brought in as well, 
you know, he, I don't think he's going to give us a lot necessarily from that corner position. I don't think he's number one or number two, but he's a guy that definitely is going to make the roster because of his impact on special teams as well. You know, something else we spoke about on this call too. So there's just so many things going on. But like you said, that corner situation is a big question mark. So that was a great take there. Before I let you go, though, what is, what is uh, the question that you have? What did you want to speak about? Yeah, so I think you, I'm sure you remember last week I talked about at the end you thought maybe I was getting a little bit carried away, but I said with the Packers, the three guys that they need to re-sign sometime soon who are their big names are Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Jair Alexander. And I said for every young, successful quarterback, it's been a new trending pattern that they tend to struggle a little bit in their first year or two, and then the general managers go out there and they get them a top wide receiver, and it totally changes how they play. Take Kyler yeah. Murray and Josh Allen. For Josh Allen, people were ready to write off and say, this dude's a bust. Then they went out and traded one of their first-round picks uh, for Stephon Diggs, and he's been he, second in MVP voting last year. And take Kyler oh, yeah. Murray. He yeah. was struggling in his rookie year. He won Rookie of the Year, but he didn't have the best uh, rookie season for a quarterback. Uh, and then they go out there and get DeAndre Hopkins, and he looks like a completely different guy out there. And that's why I said if Joe Douglas really wants to be aggressive and say we're one key piece away from being a good playoff team, let's go out there and give up one of the first-round picks uh, for Devontae Adams. And now I'm sure, as you've heard uh, in the past couple hours, the contract talks have completely stopped between him and the Packers. And I don't think it's any coincidence. They need to focus on paying Aaron Rodgers, and that's what they're doing. So if we want to go out there and be aggressive and say, hey, we'll give you one of the first-round picks, whichever one uh, occurs later in the draft, you give us Devontae Adams, I think there's a real shot that they would say yes. Yeah. Well, look, look, again, Jacob, I I wasn't necessarily saying you were getting carried away, but I looked at the situation like this. (laughs) Uh, You look look at Joe Douglas' situation, and he's a guy that loves that draft, right? He does sign his guys. Again, we got Corey Davis in the building. We went and got Lawson, but he loves to work that draft board. Now, we'll see. Maybe the yeah. Packers find a way to, to get Adams back into the fold because, look, uh, our stuff broke down with Marcus May this, this offseason. We were all hoping he would get signed by the 15th. Didn't happen, but the Jets can still try to figure something out or work out a deal or we even franchise him, you know, in the future as well. So we'll see what happens. But, Again, getting weapons around a young quarterback is important. I'm right there with you. But I think that that's why Joe Douglas has done a lot of things that he's done, especially bringing in Corey Davis, Crowder getting him restructured, getting his deal down, Keelan Cole being aboard as well, Elijah Moore. And we're still trying to see, you know, hey, where's Mims going to – we're all hoping that Mims, this is going to be his breakout season. So there's a lot there. But I hear what you're saying. Devontae is a phenomenal talent. If the Jets could get him and afford him, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it makes sense, baby. If it makes sense, he can come here. Right we go. Here. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm, you know, I'm all about recruiting, all right? Listen, Devontae, I know you, you got that cheese on your head, but come over here. And here put we go. Head. You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying nothing else. But listen, Jacob, I hear what you're saying. I know you want more offensive weapons. You want this offense to be potent. I do as well, and we'll see what happens in the future. So I got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You always bring some phenomenal takes. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend? You too, Joe. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Jacob calling in with a lot of heat, man, a lot of heat. We're 
we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in again. When you call in, please be patient. We're going to get to everybody. The lines are hot tonight. I can see you, okay? Some people may not know this, but you're in a queue. I can see you. Don't, no need to call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up. I can see you. I will get to you, okay? Everybody, believe me, you will be heard tonight. Just please be patient. Call in, and we'll get right to you. I want to go to the chat really quickly. Salute to my guy, John, in the chat. John brought up an important point. John says, never forget the, the year that the Chargers had the number one offense, number one defense, but missed the playoffs because they had special teams, and the special teams was bad. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's been so many teams that – have been costed by bad special teams play, have been costed by kickers that couldn't make kicks. We saw the Pittsburgh Steelers struggle with that a couple years ago where their team was almost in the realm, but they couldn't get their kicker to get things together. We saw the Bears, you know, a couple years ago as well, lose a great opportunity because their kicker couldn't make a kick. So it's just all about, you know, special teams getting better and being able to, you know, punch it in when we can. We saw the Patriots. We all hate the Patriots, right? Vinatieri kicked them into some field goal, uh, kicked them into some Super Bowl wins. They got rings because of that dude. You know what I'm saying? They got rings because of that guy. Special teams matter in this league. You know, Gitmo as well. Salute to Gitmo Bob in the chat. Gitmo says special teams is the reason Hardy was signed, and with all the young guys in coverage, should be much better than last year. Kicker still concerns me. Yeah, there's a lot of Jets fans saying that as well. I'm echoing a lot of those same sentiments. We got a lot of young guys that we drafted, brought in here. We, you know, Brent Boyd is a guy I believe is going to be able to coach them up. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Salute to all my savages in the chat. I'll come to y'all soon, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to get right back to these callers. So now I'm going to the lines. I'm going to my guy, Sean, man. Listen, for those, for those of you that don't know, I, Sean's good with me, man. I don't have no issues with Sean, but. But Sean, I don't know what it is, dude. Like, Sean just wants to – he wants to argue with me. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, 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 we, we love the same football team, but we just he just tries to get at me, you know, every single time that he can. So, I say, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? I say, let's get it. Here I'm we go. I'm here for it. I don't run away from that. You know what I'm saying? I don't run away from that challenge. So, Sean, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Let's get right into it, man. What are your thoughts about the situation with Zach Wilson – are you concerned about him not officially signing his deal yet? Actually, I am pretty concerned. I want done. I mean, I'm concerned, but then that you know, R.I.P. to uh, Greg Napper. Um, that situation mm-hmm. had happened, so I was kind of uh, you know a little upset. But yeah, I'm a little concerned. I I was watching NFL Network. They were talking about you know it's with the guarantee how much money they're trying to get in between that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a deal is going to probably go down, you know, within a couple of days. Okay. Okay. Are you just concerned that it, it's kind of will linger over in a training camp and he might miss some time? I know that that's what some Jet fans are saying as well. Yeah, I'm thinking it, it might go towards training camp. My biggest concern mm-hmm. is that, you know, uh, is it going to a point where he doesn't show up. Okay. You know, and and, and, yeah. and that's that's really crucial, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, again, I'm hoping that it just gets done. I'm a guy that looks at the situation and I say to myself, 
you know, Zach is uh, Zach is, is a guy that's smart. He's got a smart team around him. You know, his family, they're big business. They know what they're doing. I, I think we'll get the deal done, but I understand why some Jets fans are concerned, especially when you look at the situation uh, with camp being so close. So I'm just hoping we get it done. But I want to talk to you about this special team situation, man. What do you think about our kicker, man? How are you feeling about it? And do you think the New York Jets should bring in – you know, other kickers to really push Thicken and figure out if he's the guy. Oh, my God, yes. We can't stress that enough. I think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be a big problem, uh, you know. <laughs> when game one happens, they better figure that out in preseason because I, I just don't want to go through that same scenario when the time comes yeah. because, you know, we might need a kicker, you know. We might need a kicker with, with the team that we got. You know, we might be in some tight games where we need that, that little mm, – you know, and we don't have a good kicker. I don't understand. We had we had the opportunity to draft a good one, and and he flunked. I think Joe Douglas flunked on a uh, on a kicker. You know, we could have had a good mm-hmm. kicker, and he flunked on it. You know, and I can't stress it enough. I think that's one of our downfalls for this year. Is we need a kicker, man. We don't have nothing. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Look, I, I hear you. I, I've I've got question marks myself. Again, we saw the kicking carousel here before when we had guys like a. But if Vanderick was here, there were a bunch of guys. It was terrible, uh, you know, where guys were missing kicks left and right, and we were getting rid of guys and bringing them in. And Ficken, you know, seemed to kind of right the ship at a point, and then he just kind of was really up and down. So I'm hoping that this season, again, especially with training camp coming up this offseason, that we continue to attack that position and figure out, hey, is this the guy that we can stick with? Is this the guy that we can move forward with? Is this the guy that's going to be able to go out there and make things happen? Because, again, we've seen teams lose, win games because of kicks. We've seen teams lose and win opportunities to make the playoffs because of kicks. We've seen teams lose or win in the playoffs because of kicking. I just brought up the Patriots a second ago. They've been kicked into, or they've been kicked into Super Bowls. They've been kicked into Super yep. Bowl Ws. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. the difference between them Absolutely. having a ring and not having a ring was uh, Vinatieri's leg. And let me tell you, he was money, okay? And that's yeah. why they were just like, hey, I'm getting it done. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I want to get your thoughts on punters, though, man. Braden Mann is a guy that was doing some things last season. Do you think we'll continue to see, you know, him step up and be the solid leg that we need and pin teams inside that team so our defense can really just become straight savages on these opposing offenses? I think, I think honestly, Braden Mann is going to be something special. You know, he was coming along. We also, you know, we added, uh, we added that good uh, runner to our, to our list. Yep. And I feel like Braden Mann – might have a great season this year. He didn't do that bad. He had his ups and downs, but, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, he saved us, you know, a couple of touchdowns too. The man likes to get busy, you know. <laughs> he likes to tackle yeah, people. Yeah. He's, you know, he's not scared to get, you know, he's not scared to get out there and, you know, take one for the team, and I like that about him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, my final question for you, Sean, before I let you go, because, you know, you're bringing the heat, my friend, is uh, what is what is a, a position a battle that you can't wait to see in training camp what what position battle are you looking forward to the most? Um, the between uh, I would say the running back position and uh, the cornerback mm-hmm. position. Um, I'm really okay. big on the cornerback position because I, I like I like Hall. I just don't believe in um in um uh, uh what's the other one? Thirty one. Bless Austin. Yes, 
bless Austin. Oh, I don't believe God. in him. He's too slow, you know. And I, I've been hearing yeah. a lot about Isaiah Dunn. He, you know, he's been surprising a lot of the coaches lately in uh, in the fall with his performance. So I'm looking. I'm, I'm excited for him as well. And then with the running back position, you know, I'm really high on Micah Cart. Um, um, Mike Carter. You know, um, I really think he's going to be something special for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he could. You know, again. That that cornerback position is at my, at this point it's wide open. Like you said as well, I don't think a lot of people have faith in Bless Austin. We're still trying to figure out, okay, what are you going to do? Because last season we saw him be as inconsistent as you could be. He was so up and down. Now Hall did have some of those moments as well, but he flashed at times too. Had some great interceptions, but he was a rookie. You know, you expect that with rookie corners. You expect rookie corners to kind of struggle here and there, try to find their way. But Bless was all over the place. And then, like I said, as you look at that slot corner position, you brought it up. Michael Carter, a lot of people talking about him. Uh, Isaiah Dunn, you know, possibly taking that position or even being able to challenge for the number two or number one spot, too. But there's just so many questions at that corner position. It is insane. It's insane. I think one of the big things that we have going well for us defensively is the fact that our pass rush, you know, we all believe it's going to be so good. It may ease up. On our on our corners, it may allow them to not have to cover as long as they should. Now, if you don't mind me asking, do you believe mm-hmm. Ryan and uh, Jav, uh, Javin Gridgey, I think his name is the slot corner? Uh, do I believe in? Say it again. Uh, you you kind of broke up there. Do you believe in P Ryan? Do you believe in P Ryan? And do you believe in uh, Jav? I think is uh, Gidry. Uh, yeah, Javis Gidry. Listen, yeah, look. Uh, for me, P. Ryan, within that running back competition, a lot of people are talking about him. There's a lot of fans, for whatever reason, talking about him being cut. There's a lot of competition there at that running back position, especially when it's bringing in Coleman. I love Ty Johnson. I love P. Ryan. Yeah. I think he's a smooth back that has ability. I think he was hampered in, in Gaze's scheme. We all saw him not be utilized correctly. He was running 80-year-old Frank Gore. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> that Adam Gaze has been fired. Listen, that guy is Oh, my God. That was so bad. He's a, he's listen, a high school but, coach. He's a high school coach now. Man, let me tell you something. He He's a terrible coach. But <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, look, I, I think I like P. Ryan a lot. I think he's smooth. I think he's got solid hands. He can come out the backfield and catch the football. We'll see how things shake out and how many backs we keep. But if we keep four, I could see Coleman, Ty Johnson, Carter, and P. Ryan being the guy. And, again, we got Josh Adams, too, who showed some ability as well. So there's a lot. Gundry in the slot, I know a lot of people talk about him. He's a guy that I think could end up sticking there. He's a guy that I think can end up shaking and being our slot corner. But we just got to see, man, because, again, there's a lot of question marks. You know, we, we saw him be kind of up and down, too. So we'll see what happens going forward. But listen, Sean, I got to get back to these lines, man. They heating up. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend? You too. Thank you, man. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Sean calling in with the fire, with straight fire, man. Come on, man. You know, he's doing his thing. He knows it. Salute to Sean, even though he wants to fight with me 24 hours a day. Who cares? Salute to all the savages in the chat. Don D, you're, when I you're, you're back. You know what I'm saying? You're, salute to him. Salute to Gitmo, uh, salute to Gitmo Bob. You know, everybody in chat, all my savages. You know, we'll come to y'all in a second. You got a question, go ahead and, uh, and, and ask it. You know what I'm saying? We love going back and forth with everybody on my savages in the chat. So we're going to continue on with the calls. Again, 515 602 
515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Chris, man. Chris, I'm coming directly to you. You already know Chris is going to bring the fire. You already know why. Because Chris is a savage. Straight savage. You already know. What up? You already know what's going on, my man. Listen, listen, man. Oh, man, I'm chilling, man. Listen, you already know. We go back and forth. I love talking to you. Give me your thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson. How are you feeling about, you know, him not being officially signed yet? There's some Jets fans pulling their hair out. They're upset. Are you worried, man? Do you think this will get done before the start of training camp? Yeah, it's unacceptable, man. It's it's unacceptable Mm -hmm. for your franchise quarterback not to be signed. That's well, what are we doing? Mm. <laughs> what are we doing? You know, this guy is supposed to, we're supposed to get contract situations with your rookie salary cap is already set. It's supposed to be done. It should be done quickly. Um, I don't know what Joe Douglas is doing. I don't know what they're planning on doing, but mm-hmm. yeah, this should be done already. And it is concerning because, mm-hmm. you know, you want your quarterback, if this is your franchise, we traded um, – we traded, uh, you know, Sam Donald. I mean, this is to be done. It's going to be done, but, I mean, why is it taking so long, you know? Two mm-hmm. guys in the room and negotiate a contract. I mean, what is he angling for? I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't get because the cap Because the cap is the cap. And to me, you, you owe it to yourself to use as much as the cap as you can. You, don't, you know, you get a certain amount of credit to bring a, a new cap in each year, you know, a certain amount of money, but, uh, you know, if you're not giving your franchise, these guys you traded, you know, you got rid of a, a number one pick for, you know, like Sam Donald, I mean, you're supposed mm-hmm. to sign him. I mean, this is – it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. But, again, um, it'll get done. That's the thing. It has to get done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it has to does. And, and, yeah, I think a lot of it is just, you know, come in and, again, you know, I'm not – sitting in that, in that front office going back and forth with Joe Douglas. We all know that Joe Douglas is a general manager that is all about yeah. getting business finished. You know what I'm saying? He's all about right. making sure that things are, are straight and squared away. Uh, you know, but right. maybe it's, it's on the backside where his agent, they're fighting for terms. There's a lot of language and things that, you know, because, again, yeah. we all know that they're getting, what they're getting slotted for. It's not like back in the day where guys were literally right. yeah. arguing about you know, but, you know, a couple, they'd be off by 10 million. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like that anymore. Everybody's slotted. They're just probably arguing about language, but I think it'll, I think it'll get done. I don't think he'll miss any time, but again, we'll see. Yeah, it has to get done and we'll see how, you know, going forward. But again, with guys like Elijah Moore and Vera Tucker getting their deals officially signed and being in a camp, it's got to make you feel good. You know what I'm saying? That, that means, Hey, oh, yeah. you're working on things. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we'll see what great, happens. Great. I want to go to special teams with you, man, Chris, because, I know you know. You know, you look at this kicking situation with the New York Jets. Yeah. We've seen teams win and lose games because of kicking. You know, we've seen it. What are your thoughts about our situation with Thicken? And are you comfortable just going into the season with him, man? Or do you want to see somebody else buy him? You know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, they, uh, they have to bring somebody else in kicking. Every Jet fan's playing a collective <laughs> breath. You can feel your breath like, oh, my God, is he going to kick? He's going to muss it. You know, <laughs> You know that's what you, you gotta. It's, please, like get that, get that solved at least. You know, every time Sam freaking gets up there, you know, and I know you like. 
Hope he gets yeah. it. And the closer you get, you yeah. can't be 50 yards. And he'd be like, 50 yards? He can't hit it. You know, you want yeah. a consistent kicker, you know, to get in there. You know, I, I forget the kicker's name um, that they let, that Mike McCagney let go, but he was money. <laughs> I forget the, forget the yeah. guy's name, but he was money. Yeah, and they let him go. Yeah, there, there was uh, we, we, Nick, uh, Nick Folk. We had Nick Folk before. He was he was very solid, the folk hero, and then there was just issues after that, you know. But, again, with everything that we're doing, particularly on special teams, uh, you know, bringing in Justin Hardy as well, who I think is definitely going to have, have an impact oh, yeah, for good. us special yeah, teams. I'm, I'm hoping that they do something at this kicking position, at least bring in competition. You know, I'm not saying yeah. strip the job away from going to a kicking competition because, hey, this this that job means a lot, man. I don't know. Again, I, I, that's why I want to talk about this tonight. A lot of people just when they think about football, they just think offense, defense. That's it. No, bro. Special teams matter, bro. Yep. They matter. That's ask, absolutely ask the, right. Ask the Patriots. Ask the Patriots if special teams matter. Okay. Tom Brady's hands is full of rings for a reason. You know, ask the Pittsburgh Steelers if special teams yeah. matter. We've seen them lose games, lose in the playoffs because of bad kicks, stuff like that. So. You know, yeah. we'll see that situation. But who do you think pans out being our our uh, our, our kick returner, man? Ah, uh, wow, that's a very good question. Uh, you know, when I'm thinking about the running back position, um, if you look at the guys that we have, uh, maybe one of those guys, if they don't make the the roster, they can make it on special teams in the return. Thing. You know, as far as like mm. uh, Josh Adams or one of those guys, maybe they'll take mm. it. You know. So okay. I'm thinking that's what I, I'm I know. Thinking. I know. Our, our team. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I know this guy Braxton Berrios is a guy that you know could possibly yep. be back there again as well. We've seen him in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, Jamison yep. Crowder, we've seen him back there as too. Yep. But you're bringing up a great point there, though, man. A great point. So, yeah, yeah. you're bringing the takes yeah. right there. Now, my, my final yeah. question before I get back to these lines, man, because you've had a heck of a call, is what what position battle are you looking forward to the most? In training camp, man, which which battle are you looking to see who really comes out of the scrum? All right, two two positions. Um, I'm looking at who's going to be the next the, the um, opposite side of the pass rush in the cornerback position. But I will I will mm. say a lot of this. This is what I would say about the corner. Everybody keeps talking about Bless Thorson. They're not giving love to Lamarcus Joyner. I think I think I think you're uh, really underestimating that guy. He's really good, and I think Lamarcus Joyner is going to surprise some people this year about his abilities. I'm mm. telling you. Watch out for Lamar okay. man. Yeah. I'm yeah. You. I look watch out. I hear you. Listen, I hear you. And I've talked to people about that safety position as well when we were you know, chatting about things that was going on with Marcus May. Joiner, you know, is a guy that's coming in. He's a versatile guy as well. And especially listen, uh Davis still kinda of healing up a little bit from that injury. If Davis comes in and doesn't do what he's supposed to do, I could see Joiner being next to Marcus May, you know, as a starting safety. So don't sleep. Don't sleep. Yeah, that's what I said. Battle, Don't sleep. The, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, pass rush, the, pass is, the pass rush is is also definitely important. Is Zaninga going to step up? Is, uh, you know, mm. Vinnie Curry, uh, is Bryce, uh, the, the guy uh, Cox last year, uh, any of the guys that they yeah. brought in on the opposite side, that's what, that's what um, I'm concerned about looking at. And the pass rush is, is most important, you know, as far as through the defense. Yeah. So that's it, man. That's it. I yeah, I love this it. season. I love what we're doing, and uh, you know, let's let's get them on the on the side. Last last before I go, what do you think about the backup mm-hmm. quarterback thing? I, I, oh, are they gonna get Listen. get a backup quarterback in the hand? Listen, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> <laughs> 
We they, have they talked. I have listen. There is so many. Fans. That listen, is I, I'm excited. I'm excited about this team as well, Chris. Here we go. I'm excited about this team as well, okay? But there are some question marks, and, you know, we'll continue to talk about this throughout the offseason because everybody knows I keep my show going. James Morgan and White, big question mark. No okay, way. like you said as well, no we, we were still – we're all wondering, hey, are you going to go sign a veteran? Are you going to bring in somebody that actually, you know, has played in a game that if – Knock on wood, if Zach Wilson goes down, maybe for a game, two games or something like that, is there a guy that's just going to be able to step in and keep the team afloat? Is there a guy that's going to be able to keep the offense rolling so that we don't fall off of a cliff? Because, again, Morgan, we haven't seen anything out of him at all. We see nothing. White, we see nothing. You know, so big question marks. But, listen, Chris, you were phenomenal, man. You brought – let me, let me give you a hand, man. Let me give you a hand. You know what I'm saying? You know your stuff, Chris. Listen, I got to get back to these lines, man. You All right, have yourself man. a good night. Go Jets, man. All right. ATS. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Go Jets. Listen, salutes again to Chris. I want to thank him for calling in. And like he was saying, there's so many question marks on the team. You look at the situation at kicker. You look at the situation like he was bringing up as well uh, with the backup quarterback situation. I was wondering, hey, are the Jets going to bring in a veteran guy? You know, we, we kind of kicked the can around a lot of guys. Uh, I forgot uh, the quarterback that we were looking into who actually went back and I believe he signed, you know, with another football team, we lost out on, on so many guys that have done that. Are the Jets okay with going into this season, you know, with White and James Morgan as backups? You know, what happens if Zach Wilson misses some time? We we got a lot of questions. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in if you're watching the stream, wherever you're watching me from. Please give me a thumbs up. Please share the stream. You know what I'm saying? Retweet it. Share it with your family, your friends, and all that stuff. Have them call in. I love going back and forth with people. You know, salute to all the savages in the chat as well. I'll go back with you folks. Hey, you know, the super chat's up there. Please donate if you can. Whatever you give is greatly appreciated. The cash app is there as well. For those of you that may not want to hit the super chat, I say I have people say, hey, Joe, what about cash app? Do you have it? Yes, I do. It's right at the bottom of the screen. Go ahead and hit that up as well. So, again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. So we're getting back to these lines. I'm going to my guy, Steve. All right? Steve, salute to you. We're coming directly to you, Steve. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson and this situation. He's not signed yet. How are you feeling about that situation? Are you pulling your hair out over it? First off, what's going on, Long Beach, Joe? What's going on, man? Let's go, man, as Robert Solis says. Let's go. Training camp is around the corner. All right. Listen, Steve coming in with the what I'm talking about, Steve. Give us your take, man. Yeah, no, okay. So first off with the Zach Wilson thing, listen, I think he's going to get signed, uh, signed soon. I mean, listen, I know he's at the training facility because, you know, the rookies did report into camp earlier this past week. You know, Vera Tucker got his deal done. Elijah Moore got his deal done. Listen, Zach is going to get his deal done. I'm not worried about it yet. I mean, 
I would start to get a little bit worried if it, if it's around when we get to Tuesday if if he still isn't signed yet. But let me tell you something: football is coming back. It's almost yeah. here. We're right around yeah. the corner. Yeah. Jet fans yeah. will finally get to go to events, man. You know, listen, I, I'm really psyched for the season, but. Some of the things now that I'm just going to talk about with some of the positions as other callers called in before me. First off, the kicking position. We got to get someone to 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 uh, to, te- to to go up against Sam Ficken for the job. I mean, one of the guys that we actually got was we got no anybody forgot we did get an undrafted free um free agent this past year. Uh, I think it was right after the draft. We got an undrafted player. I forgot from what school. Maybe he could get some competition for Sam Ficken. But the thing is, though, you know, still things that still worry about me is the corner position. Obviously, we did see the thing today about some of the players starting on the PUP list. I know – I don't know why Marcus May is on there. I don't know if he had an injury or anything, but I know – I I did expect Quentin Williams, you know, to be on that list today, Joe, because, you know, obviously he did come off the surgery, but he is going to be ready to go. Hopefully he'll be ready to go maybe a couple of weeks into after when camp starts. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, you know, how things shake out. But like you said as well, getting back to the special teams with Thicken, you know, we're hoping that, uh, you know, somebody, somebody's brought in, even, even with the, you know, undrafted guys that, that we've looked at and some of the guys that we are looking to bring in, you got to bring in more competition. I want to see a kicking competition, this training camp. I want to see a kicking competition this off season. I don't want to see this job handed to Thicken, you know, on a plate, easy as pie, you know, saying, hey, do your thing. No, I want to see somebody brought in, and I want to see this guy fight for it. I truly do because he was so up and down last season. Now, with that said, I want to get your thoughts on this kick return position. Who do you think ends up being the Jets kick returner? Because there's so many guys from Jamison Crowder to Braxton Berrios to, you know, I, I remember seeing in training camp or in mini camps, excuse me, Elijah Moore was. They were even, uh, you know, pushing balls up into the air, seeing if he would be able to be a guy that can come down and maybe, you know, challenge for a punt return or kick return spot. What are your thoughts about this, man? Who do you think shakes out at that position? You know, I would still feel more comfortable because I mean, Braxton Berrios, I did like him at times on the um, on the punt return last year, but if I'm looking at the kickoff returns i would like to see ashton davis actually be the kickoff returner because ashton davis if you do remember he was a track star besides being a football player but you know the thing is joe we need to see what happens because listen special teams is a key factor to win games as well not just on your offense not just on your defense it's your special teams i mean listen when you go back to the very first game of the season of the 2019 Jets season against the Bills. We lost that game because of our special teams, because we ended up having a horrible kicker that kicked, that kicked the football um, wider than, than I don't know who else was a bad kicker, but he would kick balls wide to the right and wide to the left. And that was another one of the reasons why we lost that game. You have to win big games with your special teams. Special teams yeah. is the key. You've got to get yeah. those field goals. Now, listen, I am very, very comfortable with Brandon Mann as our punter. I think last year he showed a lot of promise, and he is an aggressive punter. He's the only punter last year that I saw in the NFL that would go in and tackle players. He yeah. was the only yeah. one yeah. that I ever that I saw. 
And, and I do trust our punter. I'm very comfortable with our punter this year. The kicking, though, is going to be a thing, though, this year. Somebody has to go come in this year and go up against Sam Ficken. And I do think that Robert Sala is going to see this in camp. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens, like you said as well, with Braid Man and, you know, his punting. We'll see, you know, if he pans out. I'm, I'm hoping that he continues, you know, to continue to step up and step forward because, again, with our defense being as ferocious as it is up front, oh, man, you pin a team back inside that team, they are going to have a day trying to deal with us. So you got, you brought up some great takes there. So my final question for you, Steve, before I let you go is, what position battle are you looking forward to the most coming up in training camp, man? Is it the running backs? Is it the corners? You know, some people talking about the wide receiver position, if they want to see how that shakes out as well as, like, you know, who ends up being, you know, that, that, that second or, the, or that fourth and stuff like that. How are you feeling about it? Who do you want to what – what position group are you looking at the most to see what happens there? I'm really looking forward to to the corner position, Joe. But the thing is because the corner position is the position that I think we need to watch out for in this training camp. Because, listen, the only thing is about when you look at this corner position, you're thinking to yourself, okay, what, who, who is going to be the number one corner? I mean, obviously the rumors are going around that the Jets are looking to get maybe Steven Nelson to come into the building. But yeah. the thing is, though, Joe, Joe, it's just the corner position is the position that I am looking forward to the most. I really, really want to see because the only thing is I have even said that going into the season that the cornerback position is the biggest position on our defensive side of the ball. But you know something, Joe, though? This is an exciting time, you know, like for that finally that we could be excited for. Now, the one thing I'm going to say is, is that this year it's going to be about, like or as Robert Sala said, it's all about all gas, no brakes. You know, we got to make sure that that we are ready for camp this year. You know, players are healthy, ready to go. You know, obviously, Quentin Williams is probably going to miss the first week and a half or two, but that's okay because they're going to have him fully ready to go for the season. But let me just tell you something, Joe. It's just an exciting time to have football come back and get ready for Jets season. Final words is to get ready for Tuesday. All gas, no break. Let's go now. Let's go. Listen, Steve, I got to get back to these lines, man. You brought the fire tonight. I want to thank good you night. for calling hey, in. You have yourself good a good night. Go Jets. That's what I'm talking about, man. Listen, Steve, bring in the fire, all right? Bring in the fire. You know Listen, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We're going to keep the show rolling. We're going to get to these lines. Please be patient if you call in. I got some callers. We're going to get to everybody tonight. Next, I'm going to my guy, Donovan. Donovan calling in. Salute. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Donovan, you know what tonight is about, man. It's about talking Jets, man. It's about talking about this dream. Give me your thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson, man. How are you feeling? Are you pulling your hair out that he hasn't signed yet, man? Is it bothering you? I ain't got no hair to pull, bro. The Jets and the Bucks already <laughs> took that long ago. That's 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 over with. I pulled my beard hair out for that. Um, uh, I mean, hey, I know he's gonna leave Donovan with, with a patchy beard. Oh my goodness! Go ahead, yeah, Donovan. Man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really concerned whether or not he's gonna get signed. Of course, he's gonna get signed. 
But I like Joe Douglas. I like what he's done. He's, I mean, so far it looks like, I mean, if he hits on picks now, he, you're going to look at him like he was the guy who moved this organization since the last time it was Bill Parcells. But the only concern I have is, like, we have this money, right? And with you being here, we literally haven't signed guys. Like, Marcus May didn't get his, his contract. We moved Jamal Adams. We moved Sam Darnold. This is supposed to be the franchise guy. And everybody's like, oh, he wants his guys. He wants his guys. But you picked your quarterback. So my thing is, if you want your guys, why are we having a, a dispute as far as, like, what the – I don't know if it's a dispute, but why does it take it so long to get this contract done? And mm. it's, it's kind of concerning because it's like a trend with him when yeah. it comes to, to the money. And I get it. Like, you want to do the right thing for the organization, but you have to spend the money too. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, you know. But, uh, again, you know, it's it's about the language. I, again, like you said, we all know J- Joe Douglas is a tough customer. You know, we, we've seen him let guys walk that signed for, you know, a little bit more. Robbie Anderson, a lot of people were upset, you know, when that situation happened, that he wasn't re-signed. Like you said as well, we've seen other guys walk as well, and, and people were like, hey, you know, don't, you know, get the, get the deals done, do this. But he's a tough customer. Things are, I think that things are going to get worked out. I understand that some Jets fans are upset, angry that he hasn't signed yet, but I'm hoping that things get done before training camp starts, that this doesn't go into training camp and he misses time. And I really believe that it will get done. I just think, you know, there's some formalities. Yeah. There's language, you know, within the contract, all types of stuff. Because, again, we all know what they're supposed you know, to make their squad. That's and it. Everything. Yeah, guarantees and everything. So we'll see what happens going forward. But I understand, you know, the Jets fans are a little bit upset, perturbed that it's not getting done. But I, I, I think we'll be all right there. But I want to talk to you a little bit about special teams, Donovan. We've been talking tonight about Ficken, this kicking situation. What are your thoughts about it, man? How do you feel about are you confident with kicking just, or Ficken just going into this season? Is this something that you are right with, or do you want to see more kickers brought in? No, they need to bring as many kickers in that there is out there. There's a kid on YouTube who's kicking 70-yard field goals right now. Bring him in. I mean, come on. We, we can't go with another another season with freaking sticking, man. This guy makes you a nervous wreck. Oh Especially if the game's on the line. I was at the Miami game two years ago when Ficken had to make the field goal oh. for us to win, and I was sitting there like, I don't know if this is going to happen tonight. I closed my eyes. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, I talked to everybody no tonight, I'm telling you. Yeah, we when we've seen it with other teams. We not you know we've seen it cost us games. You know I, there was a missed kick in a, in a yeah, Pittsburgh Mike game. Mike Nugent. No, it was like yeah, it, yeah. You know we we've seen we've seen things happen here in the past where special teams has costed us, but we've seen it cost teams that are better than us. You know we've seen it cost right. so many teams. I talk about the Patriots. You know winning Super Bowls. We've seen it cost the Steelers. We've seen it cost the Bears before. You know so. Yeah, this is a position that we've got to get together, and a lot of people don't really talk about it at all, and I don't know why. Again, you look at some of the best offenses in the league, or you look at the Chiefs. There's there's a reason why they score points. You know, look at their kicker. He's a guy that's very good in this league. When they put him out there, he right. makes his kicks and they walk off, you know, with three. You're not always going to score a touchdown. That's not going to happen every time. So you got to have a guy that's reliable that's going to, you know, get the, get that three on the board for you. So, yeah, I, I want to see a kicking competition there. But I want to get your thoughts on this, man. With so many young players, you know, that we've brought in, so many guys that are coming into this league now that we're looking at and we're saying, hey, this is a guy that – 
you know, may not be a starter, but he's going to have a role on special teams. Do you believe that our, our special teams coordinator, Brent Boyer, is going to be able to have these guys coached up and ready, you know, when, when the season comes and starts? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, um, as far as, like, a returner, I mean, I think, I mean, your best gadget guy would have to be Elijah Moore. I wouldn't mm. be putting him back there just because I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. risk injury on a special teams play. But we have so many wide receivers that are talented, like Barrios was back there, uh, uh, Crowder yeah. was back there. I wouldn't really want to put Crowder back there because I don't think he's as fast. But who was the wide receiver that we ended up running with? It wasn't Vincent Smith. It was the other Smith that was super fast, and he kind of had a little bit of height to him. Uh, yeah, I think he played in the Monday night game. If we can keep, yeah, if, I, if, if we can find a spot for him on the team, throw him back there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we we've seen that, like you said as well. I I saw in mini camps, you know, that you know uh, they had a lot more, you know, catching like it looked like punts. Uh, just seeing where he was at, so he could be a guy that could be back there. You know, I'm not knocking it, but again, right. we've seen Braxton Berrios back there before. He's a guy that could end up actually making the roster because of his contributions on special teams. Uh, we've seen Crowder back right. there. He's a guy. You, but what you want to do is you want a reliable set of hands, a guy that's not going to be fumbling, you know, dropping the football right. left and right, we and, and that. turn them. So that's what you don't want to see. Yeah, but I mean. Maybe, you know, Elijah Moore could be back there. Who knows? We could end up, you know, with that. But I just want to see a guy that's going to be solid, solid, reliable set of hands, and a guy that's also going to be able to scoot a little bit and give the Jets offense solid field, you know, situation. A solid right. field, field, you know. Get, get oh, solid, yeah, we haven't solid seen field somebody position. slip the field since Leon Washington. Exactly, dude. And, and that's, that's – I'm telling you, you look, again, when you look at a lot of these – Teams that are that are solid offenses as well. You often see their special teams is decent too, and that special teams put them in a situation to continue to move forward with solid field position. There's not a lot of fumbling and bumbling and a lot of nonsense going on, turnovers and stuff like we've seen in the past here. We hope with our with our offense. I think it was Khalif Raymond. We we had so many issues with him right. going back and forth. You know what I'm saying so. Uh, so my final question for you, Van, before I let you go, because you're bringing the fire, Donovan is. What position battle are you looking forward to the most, man? Is the running back position something that really intrigues you, or are you looking at this cornerback position and saying, man, there's there's some question marks there? There's two for me, and they kind of go hand in hand. And the first one, we've been talking about it the last couple times I've called, it's the right guard position. we got to figure okay. this out. Yep. we got to see Cam Clark, what he can do. He was a fourth-round pick last year. He didn't get to see the field. I don't. We don't want Alex Lewis. We don't want Van Rotten. We don't want those guys. Like, let's see if Cam Clark can beat him out, or I mean, if Van Roten is the guy and he showed what he can do in this different scheme or whatever it may be. I just have no hopes for Alex Lewis whatsoever. Too many mm-hmm. injuries. Too many miles at this point. Let him be a backup yeah. or cut him. Whichever you want to do. So realistically, to yeah. me, it only comes down to two guys, and that's Cam, Cam Clark and Van Rotten. And if Van Rotten can figure it out. In this new scheme, I'm cool with that. But I would like yep. to see Cam Clark and what he can do. If he can win that position, that would be I think that would be a big, big, big move for us because he's still a rookie and you know with his contract situations that we're seeing, you know, he can possibly mm-hmm. play out the rest of his rookie deal before we have to play him. And then yeah. I I'm really interested about the running backs. The running backs that that group is there's there's talent there. 
there's real talent yeah. there. And like I said before, yeah. I think the, the odd man out, in my opinion, is Piran. But, I mean, I know he was dealing with injuries last year, so it's going to be – I think that's going to be an interesting group. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. And we'll see how things shake out. Listen, Donovan, it's a phenomenal call from you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. You have yourself a good one, all right? All right, Joe. Have a good night. Now you have a good one. Listen, Donovan calling in with the fire. I loved a lot of his. So we're going to keep going to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please, you know what I'm saying, when you, uh, if you're watching the show, give it, a, give it a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from, and also share the stream as well. It's greatly appreciated. You can donate through the Snapchat. If you don't want to hit the Snapchat, please, you know what I'm saying, donate through the Cash App. Anything that you give is greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515 515- Six zero two nine six three nine. Call in and please be patient. We're going to get to everybody. So next, I'm going to my guy Brandon. Man, I'm coming to Brandon six three one. Coming directly to you. You know what I'm saying? First off, Brandon, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts about this this position battles, man. What position battle are you looking forward to the most? And coming up in training camp, man, is it the running back situation? Is it the the corner situation? What are you looking at? I'm I'm looking at the wide receiver, um, mm. you know, at, at, over there um, between Crowder and Elijah Moore. Um, mm. You know, which one which one's going to be on the field more? Because they're both slot players. But I mean, you can move Elijah Moore around, but mm-hmm. you know, who's you know who's really going to take the most the most reps? Is it going to be Elijah Moore mm. or is it going to be Crowder? Yeah. What, so what are your thoughts about and, – and, this, you know, that, that's a solid take again because Moore is going to be, like you said, moved around. I think he's going to kind of be the weapon X within our offense. Um, Crowder, I, you know, we'll see what happens there. I, I kind of have him pinned in as a slot. But, again, with the situation here, we have so much talent. I could see him being challenged there. What are your thoughts about Mims? Do you think that this is going to be a breakout season for him? A lot of people have talked about that. Yeah, I mean, you know um... – you know, we've heard it on ESPN. We have heard it from other um, reporters that you know it's a breakout season. But I mean, there's a lot of talent in the in the wide receiver room. Um, it's it's honestly a make or break season with Denzel Mims. You know, if he doesn't if he doesn't succeed in 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 this offense, then you know I could see him get traded, or I could see him get. I mean, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's still a young guy, still pretty early in his career. Uh, we saw him utilized incorrectly within Gaze's offense. I think that this year, especially he was surrounded by the talent that he has, he'll have a, quite a bit of favorable matchups, especially with Corey Davis on the outside. Uh, we'll see where Mims kind of shakes out. I know some people even talked about Keelan Cole possibly being a number two. I don't know about that. We'll see. I think there's a battle there that could come there, and I think Mims could actually end up being our number two one, our number two wide receiver. So we'll see what happens there, but I think he's a guy that's going to be featured within this offense and a guy that's really going to be able to put things together because last year we saw him really step into a role where he was making catches at times that we were all excited about. We were like, whoa. He was catching footballs that everybody was like, there's no way he's going to catch that. He would just reach out and catch it or, or dive and get a ball. So we were excited about what he was bringing to the table. You know what I'm saying? So 
I don't know about the, you know, the trade or the cut, but we'll see what happens going forward within this offense. I'm sure that LaFleur is going to be able to find a position or a, a place for him within this offense to really produce because this Shanahan offense can really put some things together. And LaFleur with his scheme, I'm excited about that as well. So my final question for you, man, because you're bringing it right now, is what are your thoughts about the situation with Zach Wilson? Are you a fan that's pulling out your hair because he hasn't signed yet? Or are you being patient and just saying, hey, when it gets done, it gets done. You know, hopefully it's done before training camp. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good question. We all know what happened with Sam Darnold. He missed, he missed a couple of practices, and mm-hmm. then he came right yeah. out of the game through an inception. Um, you know, we, we don't want that to happen with Zach Wilson. We want him to sign before a training camp. Training camp starts next Tuesday. So hopefully they can get a deal going. Um, but – Again, we wouldn't want we wouldn't want to see something like like what happened with Sam Darnold. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Brennan, you brought the fire, man. You have- yeah, listen, Brennan, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. That was a fire. That was a you know solid call from you. You really did your thing there. We're gonna keep going to the lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Again, five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're going to continue on this line. Next caller I'm going to bring on, Anthony, man. This is my guy, Anthony. He knows his stuff about this New York Jets football team. Anthony, I want to thank you for coming on the line tonight. Give me your thoughts about this situation with uh, with Zach Wilson, man. How are you feeling about it? Are you pulling your hair out that he has not signed yet? Um, I, I'm not getting too nervous about it, man. I, I, I bet you they're going to do it in the next few days, man. This stuff's happened with a few guys like Sam. This is what happened with Sam Darnold um, before he was able to get out the field for his first training for, uh, camp practice. But I think they're going to work out something, man. Like, we'll just see. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and I'm right there with you. Uh, there's some Jets fans that feel other ways, and I respect that as well. Uh, but I'm just saying to myself, just like you, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Now I don't want to miss it. I don't want him to miss, you know, too many practices, especially with a lot of things that are going on with our with training camp now. You know, because of the reason why we wear masks. We all know why that's happening. You know, YouTube be tripping sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to bring that word up, but we all know why we're wearing masks. You know, and 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 you know, especially with practices and changing, and because of the rules are, are changed as well. You know, you want to get as much time as you can out there on the field, especially within a new offense, because everybody's on a new offense because we just got this coaching staff. So you want to build that chemistry. So I'm hoping that he doesn't miss any time, you know, from training camp or doesn't miss much time if it plays over into that, you know, and he's able to get out there with the, with the deal done. Because, again, Elijah Moore, Vera Tucker, they're in the fold. They just signed their deal. So hopefully we get it done. You know, he's got a smart team around him. I get it. But, you know, we've got to, you know, get ink the deal, get it done, and move forward. You know what I'm saying? So I hope him and Joe Douglas can yep. sit down and really iron things out. But I want to go to special teams with you, man, because there's a lot of questions, dude. A lot of questions. All right? Yep. What, are you, what are your feelings on our kicker position, man? Are you confident? Man, oh, dude. All I'm gonna say, dude, is I don't want to. I don't want to see Ficken ever again, dude. I don't want to see him miss three field goals in a game, dude. I don't want to see that ever again, ever. Just get a kicker. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh man, man, listen. Look, I hear you, and I'm right there. 
you know, I understand it. And when I talk to a lot of people, particularly about special teams, and I bring up thick it's just a lot of, you know, bad feelings. A lot of people say the exact same things that you're saying. They're like, come on, this guy sucks. <laughs> this guy's as up and down as it gets, you know. And, look, I understand it. And I'm hoping that we, you know, can bring in a kick in competition. Bring in more guys. Have them challenge him for That's the kicker spot. He should not have it just handed to him on a silver platter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to bring That's, in more yeah. kickers, and I want to challenge him. You know, how do you feel about yeah. that idea, Anthony? Yeah, um, again, we just – I know this season, like, we we actually want a competent kicker, man, and Ficken's clearly yeah. not that guy. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so continuing on with special teams, you're bringing a fire right now. Who do you think ends up being our kick returner? There's some people talking about Elijah Moore probably being back there. You know, what are your thoughts on that? And who do you think actually yeah, is going to no, end really up shaking that. out there? I really there? like that question. I really like that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot of options here. Obviously, you've got Elijah Moore. You've got Barrios, Vincent Smith. Like, it's going to be interesting, man. But I would love to see Elijah Moore um, be the punt returner, man. I would love – dude, he has – Speed, dude. I think I think be the punt returner, dude. He's just. I think he's. I think he's. That, I think he's that fast. I think he can easily win it. Yeah, yeah. I can see him taking it there now. My next question for you, and my final question for you, man, because you're you really had a great call. Is what position battle are you looking forward to the most, man? I mean, are, are you, do you want to see like who shakes out at running back? Is it corner? What position battle are you looking forward to the most in training camp Listen coming to me, up? I, li- I like the battle between Crowder and Elijah Moore, dude, but I'm not going there, dude. I am really interested to see who's going to be starting at running back, dude. Is it going to be Tevin Coleman? Is it going to be Michael Carter? Mm. I don't know, man. Like, I know I don't really expect Ty Johnson to, like, compete for the RB1, dude. I, th- I definitely think he'll be the RB2. I think he'd probably be the RB3, actually. And, I, mm-hmm. I, I, like I told you this last show, I think Tevin Coleman is going to start, dude. I think he's going to, like, mentor Michael Carter. Like, he's, you know, Tevin Coleman, dude, he's been in the Shanahan offense for a while, dude. Like, he knows the yeah, system yeah. so, so well, dude. So he can teach Michael yeah. Carter all these things, dude. Maybe Michael Carter, like, maybe in the middle of the season could become the starter. But I think for the start of the year, I think Tevin Coleman should definitely be the starter. Yeah. And, you know, what's crazy about that battle, and, and I know a lot of people talk about this, you know, the running back situation period because we have so many of them, right? And everybody, yeah. there's question marks surrounding, you know, the, the, the not necessarily the ability, but how explosive they can be. You know, who, what's the ceiling on yeah. Ty Johnson? Or what's exactly. the ceiling for P. Ryan? Or, you know, how much can we get out of Josh Adams because of the turmoil that we had last year offensively when we should have figured these, these things out, but we didn't have the coach in place? to properly be able to do that, right? We couldn't properly evaluate talent because he wouldn't properly put yeah. it on the field, yeah. right? But I, I think, yeah. it, and, and you bring up a great point, you know, trying to figure out who the starter, but when I look at this situation, right, with our offense this year with uh, with LaFleur, and you look at the, the Shanahan system like you brought up as well, being the starter may not be as important as we believe because we know that this Shanahan system often just places a myriad of backs out there. It's a, it's a it's a running back yeah. by committee situation, right? At some teams, okay, and we we see yeah, and Joe, and back the thing, in man. We're, we're, yeah, and here's back, my back point. in the like, days, we saw it be one guy, but again with the Niners, we saw it be just a myriad of backs. There was a couple guys, and they were able to really do their thing, you know, with that running back by committee situation. So go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, what I was going to say, you like, yeah, you get you get you. 
you picked up a good point. Though. Like, I know, like, there's not really going to be, like, the main RB1. Because this, this this offense is all about rotation, dude. Like, I know yeah. people have been talking about this for a while. Like, mm-hmm. we're just not going to have that main RB1. We're going to be rotating like crazy, dude. With our three, with uh, mm-hmm. Tevin, Cole, I think the three running backs are going to be Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter, and Ty Johnson. So I don't mm-hmm. like again, like I don't think I feel like they're just going to be rotating a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, what do you feel like Piran is going to fit in that situation? Man, I don't, I don't think he's going to make it, dude. I think it's just so mm-hmm. tough for him, dude. I just like I don't, okay. I don't think he's going to make it, to be honest. Okay, you're, you're, and let me tell you something. You're not the only one to say that. You're not the only one to say that at all. There's, there's been no, – look, there's been other callers that are calling tonight and said, hey, they don't know where he's going to end up at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, 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 we've we definitely heard that. There were people talking about, you know, him being a guy that yeah. they felt like was probably going to get cut this offseason. I mean, there's articles yeah. out there. There's a lot of people that have, that have wrote about that too. So, yeah, I respect that take. But listen, Anthony, man. I got to get back to these lines, man. They're hot. They're heating up. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. This was a great call. Let me give you a hand, man. Let me, audience, <laughs> give him a hand. This guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> We're going to give you a hand, Anthony. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too, Joe. Thanks for having me on. All right, you have a good one. Listen. Anthony calling in with fire. You know what I'm saying? Calling in with straight fire. He knows his stuff. <laughs> Salutes. Listen, I want to thank everybody for calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please share the stream if you can. For those of you that are watching, please give the stream a thumbs up if you can. You know, if you want to donate via the Super Chat, please do. If not, the Cash App is down there as well. Whatever you give is greatly appreciated. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, Carla, I'm coming to 914-914. I'm coming directly to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, give me your thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson. How are you feeling about this situation? Are you concerned that he has not officially signed yet? Are you pulling your hair out? No, I'm not worried. It's, it's going to happen. We told it a few years back with Darnold. And it, at most, it'll be a couple of days. It's not not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, again, I know some Jets fans that are extremely upset. Some fans are like, hey, why isn't it done yet? I, look, I get it. I hear you. I respect your taste. Yeah, you like to get like it done, but well. that, that's just not how the world works. Sometimes these things drag yeah. out a bit. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that it gets done before the start of training camp, you know, and he doesn't miss too much time or miss any time at all. I really would like him not to miss any time, especially, again, with the things that have changed, with the, the you know, the amount of time that they can actually work with him on the field and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how things pan out. I think things will get done. It's just, you know, trying to figure out the language. So, now moving on from that, going to the special teams, man, when you look at this situation at punter, how are you feeling about Braden Mann going into this year? Is this a guy that you're confident is going to be able to go out there during the season and help our defense, you know, with pinning teams within the 10? You know what I'm saying? Do you think he'll be able to continue forward and step up from last year? Yeah, I think he'll be good. You know, I think he's going to get better. I'm confident in him. Mm. 
Yeah, I am as well, too. You know, he's a guy, again, I think he, at one point, he had a lot of votes uh, for a Pro Bowl, and he was a young player. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think he ended up, you know, in it, but he, he was one of the guys that led Pro Bowl bowling at one point during the season. Uh, but, you know, again, that says something, especially for a young player, you know, to be able to just be in that talk because he was a guy that really was putting things together. He was giving us a lot of solid punts, really helping the defense out this year. And with as ferocious as a defense that we have this year, he's a guy that can really become instrumental, really be a weapon. If you put a team on the five or you're able to really lock things down and, like I said, just put them within a ten, dude, our, our pass rush, if it's what we believe it to be with Curry and, and, and Lawson and – and, you know, Quentin Williams, when he's back and he's healthy, and all these guys are going to send at you with C.J. Mosley and all these exotic blitzes that we know, uh, you know, Sulla's also going to be able to scheme up, too, outside of just the pressure we'll be able to get, with, get at you with from just our front four. Man, let me tell you something. This is going to be a dangerous time for opposing offenses because you're going to have to deal with a lot. You know, your play calling isn't going to be, you know, you're not just going to be able to sit back there all day. You know, you basically in your end zone. It could be safety or fumbles or all kinds of things, man. So it'll really help this defense out, you know, giving us some solid field position. So my next question for you is, who do you think shakes out being our, our kick returner, man? Who do you think actually is going to be able to come out of the scrum and take that position? I'm not sure, honestly. Honestly, that one that they could – I haven't really checked it out. I think maybe I think maybe right now, maybe Burials. I'm not really sure at this moment. Okay, yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, Barrios in the past, you know, be able to do his thing back there. So I could see him end up taking it. I could see that being a reason because I know a lot of people were talking about him not even making the roster this year. There were some people talking about you know him being one of the guys that can end up being cut, you know. But again, with Braxton Burials being as active as he is on special teams, you know, we've seen him be a solid, reliable set of hands. You know, as a kick returner, as a punt returner as well. Of course, we didn't see, like, any big breakout returns, but we saw him be able to catch the football, down it, and be solid. No no crazy fumbles, no stuff like that. So, you okay. know, maybe he's a guy that we see back there, back there as well. A lot of people brought up Elijah Moore, too. You know, I, I've seen some, you know, there's some film of him out there, out, you know, catching punts and doing all kinds of things. So we'll see uh, if he ends up being back there. Maybe, maybe that's something – that they do as well. Maybe that's the experiment that they play too. So my next mm-hmm. question for you, my final question is, man, when you look at this training camp coming up, what position battle are you looking forward to the most, my friend? Like, is it just, is it the running backs for you? Is it the, is, is it certain positions within the wide receiver group? Some people even talk about backup quarterback. What position group do you have your eye on the most for their battle? Well, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a uh, path less taken so far. Honestly, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. because it hasn't been said properly, I don't have heard that tight end, because it's just anybody's game. Okay. Okay. Talk about it. Yeah. Tight end. Now, why do you have your eye on it so much? Go ahead. Give it your take. Well, like I said, it's anybody's game. I mean, you have, of course, um, Cross. You have um, you have the guy from Old Miss. You have Herndon. It's like, it's, um, we know that Wesco is going to be a fullback, so you take him out of the equation, so... But really, mm-hmm. you think about it, any any of those three guys, can, depending on who has the strongest training camp in preseason, any of those guys can end up being the uh, go-to tight end. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely right, man. That, that that tight end position is open as well. You look at, like you said, you know, Chris Herndon. With the rest mm-hmm. of the positions, you generally have an idea. You have the idea that the top running back, Coleman, Carter, 
Coleman Carr probably going to be the top two backs there. Wide receivers, it's Crowder, Mims, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Davis, uh, or yeah, like, you know how, how things are more shaken out. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know how things are shaken out. Yeah, I, I completely get your take there. But like you said as well, going back to that tight end position, you look at Herndon. You, you, a lot of people have question marks about him. With Yaboa being in the building, the guy from Ole Miss that you mentioned as well, we'll see. That I mean the. The, the Jets had a fourth-round grade on him. You know, here's a guy that they definitely looked at and said, hey, this is a guy that can move and shake around here, ended up, you know, being undrafted. We were able yeah. to get him aboard. Uh, Griffin still, you know, Griffin is a guy that has put on, especially, you know, even within Adam Gates' offense, he was still able to do his thing. And like you said, Wesco, these are all guys that could shake out. So, yeah, that tight end position is a big question mark there as well, my friend. Yeah. Oh, quickly before I go, did you see the shade that mm-hmm. Vegas is throwing at Zach Wilson? I look. <laughs> Listen, it is what it is. It is no, what you it see is, it though. They got, they got, they, no. they have, they have, they have Fields, Lance, and Pitts ahead of him in the Rookie of the Year odds. Look, look. I er, listen. I'm not worried about anybody knocking us right now. Okay, there's always negative stuff going on. I'm not paying it no mind. I'm all about positivity. Okay. We'll see how things shake out because let me tell you yeah, something. Well, this Jets, yeah, on the side, that, Jets that's offense pretty good has weapons. This Jets offense has weapons. You know, we've got our wide receiver core has been revamped. Our, our offensive line has been put together. There's people even talking about the Jets have a bottom, what a, what a bottom five roster in the league, and it's like, what is going on? Are you guys crazy? Hey! You know, you got to be crazy, man. You know what I'm I know. saying? Do they not know the I'm saying a bottom five roster with all the changes that we've made, like come just on. smoking crack. Stop. Listen, but I got to get back to these lines, my friend. You know, it's been great speaking to you. You have yourself a good night, all right? All right, peace. All right. Listen, we're gonna. I, I'm not. You know, I'm not minding the haters. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna keep going on this green path. We got a lot of good things happening right now. I'm not listening to anybody that's trying to bash the Jets to say, you know, anything super negative, all right? You know, respected opinions, hey, I'll listen. Get your takes. Let's go back and forth. But people just trying to trash us, I'm not hearing it. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We're taking all callers. Going to my guy now. We're getting back to these lines. Again, please share the stream, like the stream if you can. Uh, donate through the Snapchat or the uh, the Cash app if you like to. You know, it's all greatly appreciated, whatever you can give. So we're getting back to these lines. Going to my guy, Angelo, man. Angelo, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Angelo, give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson, man. Are you pulling your hair out that he has not officially signed with the Jets yet? You know, I don't, I don't understand. It's on a, a pay scale now. It's supposed to be a lot more simple. So what is mm-hmm. the deal? I mean, it's, it's, it's the fine-tune in the details. Now, I get it. They're going to hammer that out. It's not about the money. It's just about, you know, the incentives or this and that. It's it's the small stuff. So, at this point, there's yeah. nothing to worry about. Zach's going to be a great kid. He, you know, he's going to be a great quarterback. Let's just get this over and done with. I hate how people are still, uh, you know, you know, it is what it is. But it's going to get done eventually. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm right there with you as well. I just – 
I'm hoping that it gets done before training camp starts. I don't want this to linger on, but I, like you said, I think it gets done. You know, he's, he's got a great team. Joe Douglas is smart. We all know he's a tough customer, you know, but this is something that I think will get worked out. I don't think they're going to let this linger for too long. Now, I want to talk to you about the special teams, man. How are you feeling about our kicker? You know, our kicker position at this point with Thicken being back there, are you confident in him going into this season? Or is this a guy that you're saying, ah, I need to bring in more competition. I need to see more, you know, bring in some other kickers to have a competition with him. I'm just not comfortable with just giving him the starting position. Yeah, man, and we all know how important kicker is. I feel like every year we overlook it, and you see, like, they are the most important part of a team. I mean, I get it. Yes, you got the quarterback, the mm. running back, but if you don't got a kicker consistently getting you three points, an extra point or whatever it is, you're not going to win games. You're not going to win close games. So, yes, this is a big problem. We cannot be a playoff team without a solid kicker. You know, um, yeah. at this point, what are we going to do? There, there's the, the options are very limited, you know, are limited. There's no, yeah. so, you know, at this point we are, uh, yeah, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot with that. I don't know why we keep overlooking this position for the last couple of years. And uh, yeah. when you get a solid kicker, you got to keep, you got to, I mean, what, what do they get paid? Four or $5 million a year. I mean, come on, like pay a kicker. I mean, and, and, like I said, that's <laughs> consistent points. I think the, the most all time uh, leading score in the NFL is a kicker. I mean, it's not, it's not that, uh, you know, so, but I, I, I think is a guy that I, I don't think he's a playoff kicker. I don't think he's going to kick us into the playoffs and uh, you're going to see, you know, we're, we're going to have to adjust the way our offense is because when you're on the 30 yard line and you could easily try a 45, 50 yard field goal, maybe that's not in the books for us. Maybe we try to go for the fourth and twos, you know, the third and seven is now turned into, you know, a little bit longer. Like, we have to get that first down. It's not just let's get five yards set up for a field goal. You know, it's like, man, we really got to get this first down because we don't trust our kicker. So that changes the whole dynamic of the offense. Um, so to be mm. honest, I do not feel good. But, you know, kickers are kickers. Hopefully, um, Ficken can uh, – I mean, like I said, he was okay. He's an okay kicker. But team, you, need, you need a great – you need an uh, average or above average kicker. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, I'm hoping, and this is a great take, man. You know, I look at the situation, and I'm hoping that we have a competition because, like you said as well, kicker's important. You know, uh, you look at the situation, I, and I keep bringing it up, but the Patriots, the Patriots literally won Super Bowls off of kicking. You know, Vinatieri was a guy that was money. Every time they called him up, you knew that he they would try to ice him. They tried it all, and uh, he would put on every time, and, you know, they would walk away with a ring. We've seen it. We saw it happen. We saw – Teams leave games in anguish because their kicker couldn't get the job done. We saw that with the Bears a couple of years ago where their kicker missed big kicks, and it costed them down the stretch. They lost that football game because of him. You know, so I'm hoping that we can get this together, get this position together, bring in some, some, some people to challenge him so that he is not just left to go out there and, you know, just jack up the season. You know, I, I want to see us really be able because, again, and other callers have brought it up, I think we're going to be in a lot of really close games this year, and it's going to come down to our kicker being able to make those kicks in the clutch. So my final question for you before I let you go, Angelo, and you've had a fire call so far is what training camp position battle are you looking forward to the most, man? Like what position are you looking at and saying, man, I can't wait to see who comes out of that dogfight? Man, you know, when I first think about it, I'm I'm thinking every position. You know, we got a new team. I want to see everybody fighting. But obviously it's that guard spot. 
you know, that's one of the things we're going to – I really want to see Cam Clark get in there and just freaking light a fire on that offensive line. I really want to see our draft picks do well. So, um, you know, corner, same thing. I want to see those young draft picks, you know, uh, the guy that went undrafted. I want to see him get in there and get some playing time. Um, So, basically, all of our positions have new players. I want to see the quarterback position. I want to see Zach Wilson, like, go above and beyond the other guys. I want to see the wide receiver group, all those guys get in there. I want to see Jameson Crowder fighting for a spot because, you know what, he's the guy that's kind of getting left out here. He's the one that took a pay cut. Let's get Jamison Crowder in there. Let's do be the number one receiver again, like you've been the last couple of years for us. Um, safety mm. position, we got new players there. I mean, man, every position, defensive line. I mean, how many players we got on the defensive line now, man? I want to see all those guys yeah. in there. Like every every position, line, dude. Every position. It's an easy answer. I mean, you got to say like everybody <laughs> is fighting for a job, and that's what's going to make it that much better. Everybody's going to be competing. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say rest in peace to our, uh, our assistant coach here with Greg Knapp, man. I feel yeah. so bad, and, and hopefully we play the season for him. That, that, uh, that emotion is in the hearts of all the players, and this, is, this season has got to be dedicated to him. And I think that we're going yeah. to have a different attitude this year. We are going to be ruthless. We are going to be full of emotions. We are going to be battling every snap. This is going to be a great training camp and a great season. And uh, like I said, hope, hopefully Spicken can come in there and kick some field goals for us. But um, I think we're one season away from really being, you know, top ten power rankings. I think I think we're one season away. This season is going to define who we are, whether it's seven and ten, uh, you know, six and eleven. If we play tough games, man, they're going to be like, damn, the Jets are on the up and up. We have a loaded draft next year, loaded. Uh, we got money to spend. This team is going up. If you are in the stock market, you need to in the New York Jets because we got nothing but uh, potential on this team. Yep. Yeah. Uh, listen, and listen, fire. a lot of fire takes here. Listen, I, listen, I hear you. Fire. Listen, I hear you. You know, I know you're excited, like you said. There's competition at a lot of positions. You know, within that wide receiver position, you know, we'll see how things shake out. I think that number two position is open. We'll see what happens with Mims. Like you said, that running back position, that corner position, there's a lot of things to be, you know, to, to, to see, a lot of battles to see how things are going to turn out. So, listen, Angela, this is a fire call from you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. I want to hear from you more often. You have yourself a good night, all right? See you, Joe. All right, take it easy. You have a good one. Listen, Angelo bringing the fire. Yeah, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. So, listen, we're going to close out the show now. It's been phenomenal. I want to thank all the callers tonight. We had a great time. We'll continue the show as well. Uh, You know, we'll continue talking about the Jets. Training camp is upcoming. I think it starts on the 27th is when they're going to report. Um, we're going to see how things, you know, pan out. But we're going to keep having these discussions. We're going to keep talking about the Jets and seeing how things shake. So, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page, my content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, we need some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, that's YoungJ000. Go ahead, 
Follow me, you know, on, on Twitter, and I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues under the bridge. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, I will have that jersey on. Fight on, USC. He's coming in. He's going to make a big-time impact this year. Uh, the show's Twitter as well is The Long Beach Joe. The Long Beach Joe, you can go there. You know, we can go back and forth on that page as well. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. You can check all my content up there. I talk about the Jets. Uh, we also game as well on my channel. We play video games from time to time. You know, we'll continue that. Uh, we also, you know, the show is live as well, too. When I do my live streams, we do the shows, and we go back and forth. All my savages in the chat, we go back and forth. We have a lot of fun time. So please go to Long Beach Joe Jets. That's the, again, that's the YouTube. Subscribe. Turn on your notifications so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. And if you want to troll me in the comments, no issues. Troll me. You know, drop that comment. I'll come right back at you. We can go back and forth and troll each other. And as always, people, when you see me in person, all right, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone that will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank everyone for calling in. I want to thank, again, Alexis Gepner for calling in tonight from the Houston Jets Fans Club phenomenal Jets fan club out there in Houston. They're really doing a lot of great things. So I want to thank her for calling in as well. And, again, I want to say rest in peace to our fallen coach, Greg Knapp, phenomenal coach. You know, we lost him and we're all hurting. But, again, our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. So I want to thank everyone for calling in tonight. You folks have a good one. (laughs) 